Hello and welcome back to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike and Laurent. It is Thursday, May 27th. Wow. In this episode, we're going to do a full European roundup. There's managers flying everywhere. We're going to talk how shit men United are. The Champions League final that my team is in that is slowly not really getting to me. But first, Mike! You are fucking Potstradamus. Tell us what's happening with your boy Pochettino and a possible return. Yeah, and, and in order to do that, I have to go back in time a little bit uh, to December 24th, 2020. On this very show, my ass was in this very seat talking into this very microphone. And we said it was the day or the it was the day that the rumors had started that Pochettino was going to PSG. And so we talked about it. He was a, he was confirmed and hired there shortly thereafter uh, around the new year. And um, my understanding of it was an 18 month contract and they had just gotten rid of Thomas Tuchel. Um, and the idea was, I was like, okay, well, Mourinho basically has about a three year cycle for every job he's in. And so I was like, all right, well, we're going pretty well right now. This is again, as we talked about last episode, this is under my, uh, he, he, I, he finally had gotten me under his spell and Spurs were close to the top of the table at that point. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, we're going to finish out this year, hopefully in the top four. And then next year, he, the wheels are going to fall off, and Pochettino is going to go into his full year with PSG. They're going to lose in the Champions League like they always do around the quarters or semis. They're going to fire him. We're going to fire Mourinho, and the match will be made in heaven. It'll be organic. Levy will finally get to say that he made his mistake, and he gets to rectify it. Well, I was right, but I was off on the timing, which to my surprise is the best, even better news. So I woke up this morning to hear, and, and there has been rumors, by the way, about Pochettino thinking about Spurs literally since the day Mourinho was, was sacked. Yeah. And so I woke up this morning and I know there's one reputable source, Alice Dare gold uh, who runs football London, or at least the Spurs leg of football London Yeah, and he, the athletic. He's, he's athletic. Yeah. And no, no, he's, he's not in the athletic, but so uh, Jack Pitt Brook is the athletic for, for Spurs. Okay. So those are the two guys that if they say something, there's legitimate tracks with it. Right. So, yeah. um, the Athletic had been saying it, and I'm like, I'm still waiting for my guy, Alice there. As soon as he says it, I'm going to fucking lose my shit. And so today, this morning, I woke up. The first thing I saw was that he had confirmed not only that Spurs had reached out to Pochettino, but that he wants the job back. And that's just – it's so mind-blowing to me. But, oh, God. but on the, the problem is – and this is where we can talk about the madness that's going on in Europe. Every single fucking team in Europe's big teams, has opened up. So, Wild. quick quick roundup, right? Lille won the French League uh, against PSG, which is why Pochettino is available <laughs> in some sense. Atleti right. won in Spain. I think we covered it, but that's a big fucking deal for yep. Atleti to win a second league in 10 years against Barca and Real. Fantastic. Zidane, three-time Champions League winner and probably did his best coaching job this year with a team that was basically over the hill. He leaves Real Madrid because it's a pressure cooker. And Conte, who just won and broke the nine-year streak of Juventus, is leaving Inter. And Pirlo is going to get fired from Juventus. So you have names. Pirlo is really like, he's a better-looking Frank Lampard who without the credentials. Like, exactly. That's exactly he, what he is. He's, he's actually shit. But then you still have... He's, wait, he's just better Frank Lampard at everything, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You still have Allegri on the sidelines. And you still have sorry on the sidelines. These are, listen, whatever you feel about those types of guys, they're out there. 
So there's a lot of musical manager chairs to still go. I still think that the Premier League is for a manager. If you want to challenge yourself, you know, you want to go to Premier League. Like, yeah, you might not win a trophy, but you're in a league with Pep, Klopp, Rodgers, fucking uh, Ancelotti, and yeah. Tuchel. That's pretty fucking good. Like, you want to find out if you know what's going on? You know what? You go – and you know what? You can't even – And Bielsa. And be oh, – shit, I totally forgot about Bielsa. you got to <laughs> take almost – not. I mean, aside from Spurs, you have to take – got to be like, you know what? I – I can't even get a villa job. I've got to like get some shit team job. Like there's not yeah. even good jobs for them to get. To get Carlo him, Ancelotti went to Everton so for Christ's sake. Yeah, Everton. And he could get fired. <laughs> yeah. Right? So would be absurd. Yeah, so we've got Europe wrapping up. We've got managers flying everywhere. And we had just a massive massive game for narrative that we'll talk about right after this. You know, myself and Gooch are both getting a little older. One of the first things to go is your vision. Thank goodness for our hookup over at Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, right on Main Street next to the train station. They have glasses for all ages, all budgets. They have safety glasses, sports glasses. They are a full-service powerhouse offering eye exams and even free lenses for the kids. They work with BCBS, AAA, AARP, giving massive discounts. They're open five days a week, closed on Wednesdays and Sundays. Call 732-326-3937 to get your first pair of Ray-Ban, Burberry, Coach, Polo, you name it, they got it. Go see Craig and Janine right now. So, the Europa League final came and went. It had Manchester United and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer taking not just a favored, but literally the team cost, I don't know, 10, 15 times more to put together. It's like a $94 million team versus a $500 million team, right? Villarreal, seventh in La Liga from a town that's basically like having, I don't know, Barnet in fucking New Jersey Shore having a team. It's on the coast of, (laughs) it's on the coast of, 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 uh, of, of Catalonia. This is a small team. Like, you can walk across the town in 15 minutes, and the stadium and the cathedral are the two biggest things in the town. And our friend Unai Emery, good evening, late of (laughs) Arsenal fame, gets bounced. However, he is a three-time fucking Europa League champion. I don't know what that means. Sevilla, right? With Sevilla twice. Yeah, three times with Sevilla. It's a weird thing to be the Europa League guy, but he's the Europa League guy. He went to the finals with fucking Arsenal. And he takes this scrappy team that's got a 20-goal scorer in Moreno, and he just proceeds to fucking shit house this thing up. <laughs> and United, being United, simply have no guile to break Villarreal down. And sure, uh, on a bad set and a really good delivery, but bad marking. Basically, any ball that's in the box that scores a goal on a header is bad marking. I don't understand why that's true. It sounds to me like sometimes the guy gets the fucking ball and you don't. Anyway, a header goes through, boom. Villarreal are up one. They sit on the ball forever. But they do play out from the back while being defensive. 
The next one is Cavani, who's just like the first year on the team playing for the shirt more than any player on the team because he's Uruguayan and Uruguayans play to the death. There's a t country that has two World Cups that should have none because they have four million people. But Uruguayans are the toughest motherfucking players you can get. Like, if you have two equal players and one of them is French and one of them is Spanish and one of them is English and one of them is uh, Uruguayan, take the Uruguayan. He will bite. He will kick. He will dive. He will try to win. Luis Suarez, hence four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Cavani levels the game on a really good goal. And then they just huff and puff. And Villarreal, and, and yeah, Villarreal's like, I think uh, we'll take penalties. And they play for penalties for 80 minutes. Yep. <laughs> and then the best, so the game is shit. Like, that's really what happened. It was a terrible game. However, we did get the greatest penalty shootout in fucking history. Yep. It went on forever. All 11 outfield players, all every player on the pitch took a penalty. And now, eight, and let me just, let me stop yeah. you for a second. So if anybody's listening to this and, and kind of does a, you know, tenuous grasp on how the penalty shootout works, uh, everybody on the field has to shoot before anybody shoots again, which means it's a best, it's a best of five, right? Uh, innings, if you will, sort of like baseball. And then it's sudden death, one, 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 one. But yeah. like I said, everybody has to shoot. It very rarely comes into effect. It did this time, yeah. right? And so there were 22 penalty kicks in this uh, sudden death PK shootout, right? So basically yeah. what that means is everybody on the field shot, including the goalkeeper, spoiler alert, <laughs> so everybody you... scores. Bang, 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 bang. 11 goals for Villarreal. Yeah. Manchester United bangs home their first 10. <laughs> and the last player, always the last player to shoot, generally, is, is the goalkeeper. Yeah. And so uh, David De Gea, who has not saved a penalty since 2017 and didn't save any of the 10, steps up, shoots low and soft, gives it up. He uh, He's the in and in, in again, out again goalkeeper. He's a club legend. He's been there 13 years. In the early post-Ferguson years, he literally stood on his head and was by far the best goalkeeper in the world. And the only reason he's still on United is because someone stupid at United did not know how to send a fax, which was incredible oh otherwise God. he would have been transferred five to years ago to madrid that's right <laughs> and uh you know all the dominoes that fall there so so ollie gunner solskjaer now resides over three finals no wins sorry three finals and two or three semifinals united has not won a trophy since Mourinho in 2017 and for a club like united to not win in four tries is is laughable and it's inexcusable that that it's inexcusable for United to lose to Villarreal. And they played like they didn't have a great plan and they just don't have the dynamism. Now, it doesn't mean that Ole's a bad coach. It just means he's not a coach for Manchester United, the yeah. biggest club okay. in the world. That's right? fair. Right? He's That's fair. And you I I see you tiptoeing around your Ole out stuff again. And and I'm not saying <laughs> I, I think you've taken a good approach, right? You're not saying uh, he needs to go. He's bullshit and this and that. He is bullshit it's and that. he does need to go. <laughs> there he is. But but <laughs> but it, what you're effectively saying is, look, a good coach that is of the historical standard. context and value and standard, yes, of Manchester United has a game plan that breaks down Villarreal, 
do they get hit on the counter and lose? Very possible. But at least That's it not- looks like you know what you're doing. Right. 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 The problem with United is they don't look like anyone coached them. It's yeah. like, what's the plan? Uh, Fernandez? Let's just get that guy the ball. They're marking him. Uh, just kick it over the top. <laughs> and and about, the other thing is like no substitutions. Like, oh, yeah, get it to number nine. Get it to Cavani. Right. And Rashford was awful. And I mean awful. Like, he's a winger who can't crest the ball. They have two young guys who are 22 and under in Greenwood and, and Rashford. They want to be in space. You play the guys in space, and Villarreal's like, okay, you guys want to be in space? We're going to play six across the back. No space. Bye. Now yeah. what are you going to do? They don't have – they don't know what to do. Like, it's weird. They had the player to, to help. They would never play him because that would take guts. It's like, you know what? Juan Mata, you're 34 years old. You're the guy for this. You know what to do. You yeah. get into space. You play one-twos. You bang it around the corner. It doesn't mean you're going to break the team down, but at least do something that's not nothing. Instead, he puts on Daniel James, who has no skill except kicking a ball 10 feet in front of him and running. And that's that, that there was never any space. So there they was, lose, and they deserve to lose. There was two things that I took away from this game. Uh, one is that... You know, Manchester United haven't won a trophy in a few years. Four. Harry Maguire and Bruno Fernandes are both 28 years old. Is it time to start talking about them going to another club so they can win trophies, right? Because that's what everybody <laughs> says, right? So, listen, your, they're just, this, is, this is your anti – this is your defend Harry at all costs. Moment. At all costs. <laughs> at all yeah. costs. Yeah, I, I mean, already forgot the, the other thing. The right. reason the reason why you get into that thing is because of the his, is, is the historical nature of Spurs versus United. That's the only reason that narrative. But it should actually on that context, it should make more sense that it's like, well, United is complete garbage because they're not what they were. So you better get the fuck out of here, right? right? Like right. Spurs have always been this. Like so, yeah. You know, yeah um, I, it is. Yeah. It is weird. Uh, I don't understand it. I still. I mean, I, there are people who. I just think that United won't move on until they have a better coach. Like, yeah, and okay, and that's and, the and other it, point. That's really the point. Like, yes, it sounds good. Basically, he's like a, it's like a not a one night stand, but it's just like you go back to your old girlfriend after you broke up with her, and you're just like, oh, I guess it's okay. You know, <laughs> you're just like, hey, um, it's all right. You're she older was, now. She you was, have two yeah, kids. like we were in high school together. You know, she knows all my stuff. You know. Yeah. In college, I had a better girlfriend. I was engaged to another girl, but you know, I met her on Facebook, and she she just remembers about the bat, the good times, and I'm it's okay. <laughs> I'm worried that that's what Pochettino too might happen. Uh, <laughs> I want to get into that in a second, but I remember the second point about this was very you know, if you have Unai Emery, who knows Manchester United in and out, like you said, he's going to play six cards. He knows how to stop Man United. Essentially, well, not necessarily beat them. He's a shithouser. He's just good in this situation. Like exactly he's playing to win. Okay, fine. But what I'm saying is, like you, like again, we're saying Unai Emery is actually a good coach. Yeah, right. He, he is got, a good. Coach. It was a mess at Arsenal, but that's the difference: is that he walked into this door and he said, "I know everything about Manchester United. I watched them play every every week for three years. They're not any fucking different. They have Bruno now. Just we'll cover him, and they fall apart. Right? We've said yeah. that on this show. Yeah. The difference is, and I saw it in the media coverage too is that they didn't say one word about Moreno. They didn't say anything about anybody on Villarreal. And that's the problem, right? Because Manchester United sort of approached the game the same way, which is sort of interesting with these European matchups because you play outside of your league. You don't know anything. All right, look, if it was Barca, if it was Real Madrid, if it was Sevilla even, 
you probably know a lot more about them. This is the seventh place team in La Liga. You don't, you're literally walking on the field going, who the fuck is that guy? Right, so yeah, from they, a fan perspective, but it's Manchester fucking United. Oh, no, no, what they I'm saying is had... United. United looked like they did that. Yeah, here's the thing. Like I, I noted this. So when City lifted the trophy and they did the guard of honor, there were 80 people on the pitch. That was the backroom staff. What do those people do? They scout. They do nutrition. They right. they they write reports. There, when when Pep did his photo of the trophy with his staff, there were 15 guys behind him. Right. Yeah. He's the leader of an organization that makes sure that they win, right? I don't know what happens at United. I don't know that they have all that scout. They might, but you never hear but, about it. You well, okay. I, I, obviously, every team that is of that upper echelon, the big six. In you, my, we assume in we assume that. No, they do. The prop, no, they absolutely do. But the difference between City Football Group's team and uh family sports's team and let's say everton's team that's the difference in the table right there yeah right in addition to the players in the field because that's the you're going into a game against an opponent you really have never seen before but we're gonna we've got binders on these fucking guys right and so but but will ole apply to it or will he just go well you know the gaffer in 99 he'd put me in blah blah blah. you're like don't fucking go back to what ferguson did ferguson would have been like I would never do what I did before. That's why I kept bringing people in to teach me new shit. That's yeah. why he was a great coach because he would reload. He'd get rid of his whole staff. He'd change things. He'd go talk to other coaches. You think? Sure. And, and all Ole does is talk about old school United the right, way that right, Ferguson right. put it's... it together in 2004. Everything has changed, right? You need maniac coaches like in the NFL who breathe, eat, shit, and sleep on the couch, shitting shit up like. Pep's nervous all the time. Yeah. Tuchel's nervous all the time. Klopp is ready to explode in joy well, Klopp, or happiness. That's, that's Either way, Klopp right? Was, like, he was made in the lab. That's why. Right, because he's one or the other. But Oled is not bringing anything. What is he bringing? Is he bringing No, I think passion? that's a good point. He's bringing history to the club. That's what he's managing off of. He manages off nostalgia. Like, well, he did score that goal in 1999. What else have you fucking done? Nothing. Yeah. You're a bum. No, I, I get it. I get, and, and I think that's, I think we're, we're hitting on something truly there. Like that's the difference in the preparation for a lot of these teams. I'm not saying United doesn't prepare. What I'm saying is that they have not set themselves up likely. And we're, 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 we're not a hundred percent on this. We don't yeah, know. We this. don't know. Yeah. Because there's but, no information on anything, but based on, but based on the evidence that we have, it sort of makes sense, right? Like I'm you said, they should have played them off the park. I'm telling you, there are. Four to five unemployed coaches who would challenge for the league with that United team. Including Pochettino. Pochettino. Zidane. I trust Zidane at this point. Granted, he doesn't speak English, but the guy won the Champions League three times. That's not nothing, right? Allegri. Allegri would win the league. Conte would definitely win the league with that team. Conte Conte with... uh with United spending power would scare the shit out of me right now. United, he would, for whatever he would reason, get them to play. There'd be no bullshit. Right. He's like, you know, he goes nuts on the sideline. When you fuck up, you're going to be like, Oh shit. They who's, who's doing that? Like, he's yeah. not going to shit on his players. He's just like, I want to win. Like, I don't get the sense that Ollie wants that it's life or death for him. Right. Like lose your shit, do something. Anyway, I've talked way too much about United. You uh, have, I think it's because I'm trying to avoid your, the, wait, you're deflecting. Feelings. 
Uh, I've actually developed a fucking hemorrhoid over this goddamn Champions League game. That's not even a joke. What, is, <laughs> what did we? What did we off air? What did we? Uh, what did we decide we were calling it? What my hemorrhoid? Yeah, it's Chelsea. Hey guys, this is Sturge from Chop Sports, and I want to talk to you about a new hobby of mine, and that's real estate. Ever since we brought on our resident realtor here at Chop Sports, that's all I can think about. So we got another one. You know who's really good at this stuff? Jay Devlin of CRG Homes. Jay is out of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and business is booming. Whether you're looking to relocate, buy, rent, or literally purchase property and watch your stacks get higher, Jay is the guy to do this for you. He's already in the process of helping me out right now on a possible summer home. Call Jay right now, 843 843- 315-5913 and have yourself a chat and learn about all the perks and tell them Chop Sports sent you. Chelsea, Chelsea that's is right. in my asshole and they're bothering me and making me itch and making me uncomfortable and uh, I need some preparation pep to to, <laughs> to, to, to make things feel better uh, and, I, and I'm getting it. I'm, I, I listened yesterday to a, a megapod of like one of the city podcasters did like a, did like a an Avengers call come together thing? So like he got six other of the lead guys to all be on the same podcast, and they just talked about city stuff and Champions League games and all these things. And I'm just like, okay, I'm getting, I'm starting to get, I'm, yeah. I'm starting to get worried. <laughs> uh, and and it's and what's weird about city is, and what's weird about Champions League and all this stuff is like, it it needs um it needs NFL buildup like. Why the fuck is there any games in between this? Like, what are we doing? Right? They got to make it big. It's they put yeah. the season ends and a week later there's a champion there's a there's a Europa League in the middle and then there's a Champions League final. They need to shut soccer down for 2 weeks and be like we're just going to I want to bio on every single fucking guy. Yeah. We're doing Radio Row. I want to know I want the human interest story about Pep's mom dying. I want all that. I want everything. I want to know what fucking Diaz was like in high school. I want to know everything. Instead it just goes, "Oh, the Champions League final Saturday. See you there." What is what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> it's weird, don't you that think? That is it is so incredible how um, you want to talk about a low-hanging fruit. <laughs> yeah. The, so the NFL, right, runs concurrently with the NBA and the NHL. They close their games, close their doors at like 2 p.m. They don't start a game after like 1230 p.m. in the afternoon. Those games finish at like 2 to two to 3. And then it's like, okay, well, nobody's going to be watching us anyway. So what the fuck? Why not? Right? Like, that's it. That's it for the rest of the night. And And – and the NFL, forget it, right? They have they, now. The funny thing is now they moved the Pro Bowl before the Super Bowl, yeah. and everybody's like, nobody, fine, nobody. Yes, but you yeah. know what? Nobody cares, but it gets more ratings than like a NHL Finals game, which is oh, insane. Yeah. yeah. Well, it gets more ratings than NBA Finals. Like all the other, like we kid around, and we're not huge NFL fans. The NFL is a fucking behemoth in the United States. I mean, yeah. it's equal to the next three leagues combined, basically. But and so. Uh, everything down to how they've they've marketed Monday Night Football for forty years, right? Like all of these things that the NFL does, that the I guess UEFA at this point, right? Because it's not just the Premier League. No, the you, Premier League does a good job. They're doing like, a better job, right? Right, but, but they because don't control, if, they don't have playoffs. If they were smart, if they, they had, had well, whatever, fine. They don't have playoffs, but if they just on that Monday Night Football example, they have a Friday night game and a Monday night game. I would say this year every week, yeah. but like <laughs> most years, they have. I would say forty-five to fifty percent of the time, there's a Friday or a Monday game, right? Yeah. 
Why is that game not? And I understand Friday is difficult because um, there's a lot of, you know, European play during the week. Fine. The Monday game, if you don't have a Europe game on Wednesday or Thursday, I don't want to hear it. It should be one of the big six every week, every fucking week. And they can play. They can play Crystal Palace. They can play they, Watford. They can't, they can they can't, play they can't do that because they don't have revenue sharing. Right? The teams get more money when they're on the air. Yeah. And so, so they made a deal that every team's got to be on it because you need equal all this equal share bullshit. Every team has to be on Monday Night Football or a independent slot. Oh, they that's have all right. these that's stupid right. rules because they're independent of each other. And the league yeah. is really just a holding company to sell TV rights. You know what they should do? They should just break away and make a Super League. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're thinking like Americans. Be, you know, yeah, you're yeah. like, you people are fucking sick. What's wrong? No, with no, it's not. Making, that. But like, they, more but, money for the soup for the for the Champions League. What are you sick? I have to go on holiday. <laughs> but it right. But it's the thing is that like, your team, like you said, it is Thursday night now. Your team, the Champions League final will be over in more than less than forty eight hours. Yeah. Right. Your team is in it for the first time ever. Now, and, granted, it, it, relative to media darlings, Liverpool and Man United and right, right, right. Real Madrid that, and, that's and Barcelona. If, that's fine. That's fine. Whatever. I, I, I don't. The thing is that we saw Liverpool in it twice in the last three years. Yeah. Where is still? Where is the air? Where? Why aren't? Why aren't teams there? Why isn't there like? Why is entire Twelman in Porto telling me about fucking sardines from 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 Portugal? Like, where is the whole thing? Right. Right. <laughs> And and I remember seeing Spurs supporters in and around Madrid during the buildup to the game. It was two days before. If you're going to the Super Bowl, let's say it's in Tampa, like it was last year, you're in Tampa for a week, no, right? It's cool. big. It, that's your holiday, right? Yeah. That is it. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other thing is that I mean, I want to talk about my team a little bit more, but it's it's actually not as interesting. It's like City's going to play the way City plays. You know, we've lost to Chelsea twice in the last month, but. Didn't we played one lineup where it was just like I think Pep pulled everyone's name out of the hat and just like oh that's the team and then another game you know it was trying to play Aguero and Jesus together it was like that's not our front four what the fuck Who I also think there was some misdirection going on especially the second time sure sure I don't think there needs to be misdirection one of the things that was really interesting that came up from the from a tactical podcast I was listening to that made me less nervous about the 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 potch. I mean, the, the pep meddling thing, like the overthinking thing is he's had the team for so long that the team is so flexible, he doesn't have to fuck around because they just move around. Like, yeah. he can't break it because it's just like, these are the guys that do what I want them to do the best. The only real choice that could come up is whether it's going to be Fernandinho or Rodri. It's going to be Foden, De Bruyne, Mares, uh... Uh, Gundogan, no, no Sterling. Gundogan start? No. What do you mean? Who's across the front? Foden on the left. Boy, uh, KDB in the middle. Right, right, right. right. Mares, Gundogan, Silva, Fernandinho or Rodri at the back. Diaz, Stones, Zinchenko, Walker. They will not be a Cancelo sighting. Because he got that red card. You don't think so? Nope. Well, he no. That's irrelevant to UEFA. No, no, no. You think no, that that's no, no? Meaning he fucked up. Like you're not playing. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he trusts after the PSG game. He trusts Zinchenko so much, even though he did get shit housed and got a little bit crazy. But the key player to me 
is after I read the lineup is is Kyle Walker. I agree. He's really the only truly athletic player on the team that can run with Werner. And he's going to have to stop any of those breaks. So Werner will come down, and Walker is going to have to stay deep and basically man-mark him because he's the threat. So the closer you get to your goal, the worse Kyle Walker gets. We both know that. Right, right so. but, he, but, but he stops things that, that don't happen, right? He'll just run yeah, and stand yeah. in front of you. Like As long as he's not in the box and trying to challenge, it's right. fine. He's got to do the recovery run, make you hold up, then everyone shows up and everything's fine. It's mm. it's three seconds difference, right? Right. It's it's the hold up play. It's it's the good defenseman. It's like oh he got back, yeah, and nothing happened, right? He's the king of that. And then uh then you let Diaz and Stones handle the sort of like being in the right position because Diaz is a good defender. He won Defensive Player of the Year and Player of the Year. He's not particularly fast. And Stones is not no, particularly fast. But very rarely are center backs that quick, right? And I mean, Dyke is fast as fuck. Was. <laughs> was. Yeah, yeah. No, but some of them are. Some of them are quite quick. I mean, you look sure. at the athletic guys, Izuma's fast, and they catch up. But you can you can lose your speed and still be great. Exactly. Yeah. My point is, I, I think speed is a nice to have for a center back. It's not a prerequisite to success, right? And, I, so. and, I, and then the other thing is just like, for Chelsea, it's that defensive mindset, the shape. I I don't really have a good sense of who their group is, their strongest group. It'll be Jorginho, probably Kovacic, Conte, and then Werner, Pulis someone some three between Werner, Pulisic, Havertz, and Zajic. Right. None of those guys, they're all wingers. I'm gonna all- I'm gonna, of that group. I think Ziyech is the the most dangerous by a, a comfortable margin, actually. The problem and I think is he's not athletic enough. He's I don't know I don't know if athletic I mean, he's enough. Like, he's like Mares, like that same. Build, yes, right? I mean yes, quite literally. He's he's I wouldn't say a shit Mares. He's a slightly lesser Mares. Yeah. Right. And he has and, those nice. He does those nice deep crosses. He's a killer on a on a on a cross. He's got a good shot on him. He's not as tricky as Mares is where Mares would just be like I'm not gonna let him get on my, on his left oh fuck how did he get yeah. on his left <laughs> yeah 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 um but yeah he's incredible and and I think the problem for Chelsea is they can't score and they get chances and can't score and if they go behind they're gonna lose right now if let's say they get a goal in the first 25 minutes of the game, then it's trouble because then it's bad because they will, they will just lock it down. Right. That's what I was gonna say. And um, I think the reemergence of Azpilicueta in the team this year down the stretch, more or less since Tuchel's come in has been really interesting. Right. And so that's kind of one thing I'm looking out for to say uh, he could be the stabilizer in that back line. If shit's getting kind of crazy. The thing Um, is the thing, the thing with that is, they got to protect him because Foden is going to terrorize him. Yes, but the thing is, so he is so well positioned that he's a guy, like I said, he's a defender. He's going to need help, though. That means that the of course. back is going to have to come back. I don't even know who's on that side anymore. Is It It would be James. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how they play. Yeah, I'm actually not sure either because they could look because they're very flexible. Well, it'll, uh, it'll like, be, no, do. no, they, they play Aspilicueta as the wing back and Rudiger is in the three. With Tiago and Christensen. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, so yep. Rudiger will be out there with yep. him, and that'll leave the space 
in that channel that De Bruyne likes to go in. This is the thing. City just present fucking problems. It's like, fuck. <laughs> and then the late oh, run, the late uh, yeah, runs. Yeah, right? Like, so it'll be tough. City should be favorites. And City have been favorites every season since Guardiola's been there. But I think what's happening, and just listening to the fans talk, and it must be the same thing with the players, is this tournament was important for the owners, but not for the fans. We city hates UEFA. We're like fuck you. We just want to win the league. We're we're shit. We, why are we in the Champions League? I know I'm supposed to care about this, but this isn't my thing. I'm I'm a, I'm a doormat. Like wh- what am I doing here? It's like it's like a, it's like the fucking Beverly Hillbillies. We struck gold and we're showing up with our fucking straw hat. And like hey, we're in the Champions League, boys. What the hell are we gonna do now? So, but I think the last three years, the the Monaco pain being up and losing on the road five three on aggregate going out. Leon, brutal, brutal, brutal. The Sterling overturn, brutal, brutal. This about the Spurs game? Yeah. Liverpool smashing City to be, like, just being unable to cope. Like, Anfield just getting turned up to 14, and we're, and Firmino, there were seven Firminos pressing yeah. everyone, and we just couldn't handle it. And so... Uh, well, and you missed one big one. What? You want to shove UEFA's trophy up their own ass. <laughs> No, we're we're good. We're boys now. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Oh, now we're I think in. there's still a good amount of that. No, the fans fine, but the the team is like, no, we're good. We're good because we're not one of the dickheads. We Chelsea and 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 City got fucking pushed into this the Super League. They could have not done it. It's the problem. They could have. They didn't need it. They're not the ones who need the Super League. They're like, right, right. we're good. We got money. We're we're fine. Yeah. It's the Champions League. Whatever. Oh, you want a forty million dollar fine? Fine, fuck off. Oh, you <laughs> yeah. want to go to court? We'll go to court. You want to dance? Let's dance. <laughs> right? Like no, I didn't mean I didn't mean from the Super League thing. I meant from uh, the financial fair play regulation. All the bullshit, yeah, that we bought uh, that we bought our ways through. <laughs> Which, by the way, you did. <laughs> um, yeah, but, yeah, but but who gives all the documentation to build? Who do you think it is in Germany? Oh, I, yeah, yeah, no, it's Bayern. That's a fucking Bayern newspaper, and Bayern's like. This new way of playing with all this money is not good. <laughs> they they should eliminate your papers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, Bayern doesn't spend money the way that French English teams do. They don't seem to realize that by destroying their league, they make it less interesting, so no one buys the TV contract. Then you say destroying. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is this national line? We cross, no problems. <laughs> Yeah, I I mean like that's enough Nazi for one week, folks. Yeah, no, that, it wasn't even good. Like no. th- these are good, actually, really interesting conversations because as you go into the Europe Europa League and the bigger sort of when you become part of the bigger narrative, all these strands come together. But one of the things I do think about with like I felt like even though Juve was winning the league every year, it was competitive. I never felt like it was competitive when Bayern were winning. Like Dortmund would push and they would just beat them. Like, doesn't Bayern know that it's crippling its league by taking the best players off its opponents every year? Like, don't you see that you're making your league look shit? Just go out, like, buy players, but don't buy your opponent's players. It makes it the league worse. Do they not get that? Well, and and in doing, and bringing foreign players in, right? And, and let me stop and step back one step further. The German national team is, is generally awesome. speaking 
Awesome. Um, they're that good because they all play together at Bayern for the most part, right? Yeah. Yeah. A, but B, when you bring other talent in from other leagues, yeah. Bruno Fernandez is a great example, right? Yeah. And Zin Cavani, right? Yeah. We just talked about both of them and yeah. all of the foreign players that City have bought from all over the all over Europe. Um, it makes you stronger as a team. Yeah. Now, granted, there will be some cultural things that you need to kind of bridge as different players, whatever. Yeah, I mean, City but, is not an English team; it's some other. Team. No, and that's the difference is that, like, there be they, you know, we've talked, you know, ad, ad nauseum about the Englishness and the way to play and all that stuff in in the Premier League, but that's sort of changed, right? Yeah. And it's changed over time because the diversification of ways to play, methods. By the way, it's not just players; it's managers. We talked yeah. about them all coming, you know. They're all coming to quote unquote the mecca of of Europe in the yeah. Premier League, and so basically what you're what you've done, Bayern Munich, you you've handicapped your league to say only the best Germans will come to Munich, yeah. and that's the thing is that now you've got all of the best players from that league, and and you're and it, like I mentioned, it is going to make your national team a little bit better, and I think that that's actually part of it, but you're you're kneecapping. Literally everybody else. Every time a Leipzig, every time a Dortmund comes up and knocking at your door, you buy Lewandowski. Yeah, and it's like, well, what are we? Yeah, what but are we doing? and and the, and I'm looking at it for, for a second from Byron's point of view. Like, the fuck do you want us to do? <laughs> right, Bruce? like, yeah, right. Suck. So I, I get it. And for a while, there was not as much demand. A, you have to have it to to the tango, right? Lewandowski would have had to have wanted to go to Man United or City or Chelsea or yeah. Madrid for that matter. Yeah. I'm not saying he didn't, but he's like, oh, you mean I can go to the fucking basically the 90s Bulls that I grew yeah. up watching? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do yeah. that. So it's it's a self-fulfilling prophecy to some you know extent. But... Yeah, and, and we have and that's another big thing. Like, you know, there's a re, the re, you know, there's you know, this Champions League. I'm excited about it. But I mean, I feel like just watch the game. Right. Like there's no. There's not really a lot of depth to go into. City have been playing the same way for three months. You know, Chelsea have been playing the same way for three for, for three months under 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 Tuchel. The players on the teams don't have tremendous personality. Uh, to be fair, they they sort of have personality in their play, but not. There's no off the field story, and they don't right. manufacture it. It's incredible to juxtapose the sport american sports in the middle of the finals with uh with european sports where like our sports it the games are only vessels to change narrative whereas in europe the games are everything and in between we're grasping for narratives <laughs> right even even the boring sports even hockey right like well not boring but like uh, in the context of like the athlete of yeah. baseball or or basketball or football right like Generally speaking, after game two of a seven game series, you're like, oh, that, that guy hates that guy. That's cool. That's a that's a, a a small thing to watch as I continue to watch the rest of this series. Whereas and, and I'm not saying you need seven game series to have that because football has it regardless, but it comes out. You learn more. Like you said, like the pep mom story and Aguero's swan song. Why isn't there an hour? There should be wall to wall coverage about this game, right? We we already said that, but why isn't there in that an hour that says what if it goes to penalties? Aguero just fucked up a big penalty two weeks ago, three oh, weeks if, ago. If it goes to penalties, City's losing. No, but that's what I mean, right? Like I'm just, I'm just <laughs> grasping your shoulders. I'm coming, I'm just shooting right off the hip. Yeah, and I'm of saying, course. you know, like, 
and, and I haven't, I'm, I'm not a producer on a sports news show. I'm not sitting here all <laughs> fucking could, day coming are, up with we stories. We are producers of a, of a news We show. technically, you know, you're right. You're right. I apologize. Uh, but <laughs> we, that's we talk thing. for five minutes before the pod starts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's our producing. It's our production value. But, uh, um, you know, there, there's not people with that whose jobs this is to make it a big deal. And it's yeah. so strange that, like, there's so much new money in this, right? Yeah. There's the U.S. contract. There's the China contract. There's there's, there's so much – there's more interest in this specific competition than there ever has been before. Yeah. We're all sitting here, like, starving We're children. dying. Like, wh- where is it? Give me something. Tell us. Yeah, anything. Now, now, now part I of happen that, to I happen to know someone who could change this. I should probably talk to him about it. You should talk to him like tomorrow. <laughs> well, it's right, a little late, right? But no, yeah. yeah. I mean, where is it? Where is the wall to wall? Is it? Does it have to be produced by UEFA? Was it only because you know? Um, was it only because we had COVID that you couldn't really send crews out? But I don't remember that. I mean, the ESPN. Well, no, again, crew, that's which fine. Was the, which was the only daily show that I could watch about soccer. I know you hate it, but I need it because it's like. These no, my, I get it. My friends, um, they at least would These go. Are my friends. They would at least go to a stadium where they'd send Marcotti and they'd, they'd have a joke. They had, you know, they'd send Robson and they'd send fucking Shaka Hislop to do something sloppy. Sure, and and they were they were doing it. They were bad, but they, at least they were doing it. I have to give them that much credit. Yeah. And yeah, I I just I struggle to find out why we can't have that have more of it. And and I think there is one thing there because. Uh, you said like was it the is it UEFA? I I think it might actually be the you you unique individualism yeah. of the clubs themselves, right? So um, City might do this, but Chelsea won't, or right. United will, but Villarreal won't, or or whatever. And right. so that's may, kind of there the may thing. be outlets that we're not seeing because it is, um, it's decentralized, right? Yes, the teams are the hype men, right? Mm-hmm. These teams need hype men. I mean. If there's anything that was ever called, I mean, I know it sounds bizarre to say, there needs to be like a fucking commissioner or something, <laughs> a guy like a marketing wing, like, oh my like God. what I the know. fuck is going on? Like, yeah. it's not like there's not an example. Like, you know, yeah, there's a centralized NFL. Let's let's get let's do some centralization here, clowns. That way we want like I want them to make more money and do better, so they don't have to threaten super leagues. You know what I mean? Like, oh no, absolutely. Because I want them. To, to do these other things, but it's just so bizarre. But that's the weird thing about the Champions League and is that there is some centralization. It, yeah, to the extent that they're comfortable with it, there is. Yeah. Right? And yeah. and they're just fucking lazy. That's what <laughs> or, it comes down or, to. Or they do Europa in the same week. Like, what are you doing? You're okay. That's fine. That's the Pro Bowl. Fine. <laughs> fine. Right? But why, like, it should be... Seven full days of Manchester City and Chelsea and Manchester City and Chelsea. Yeah. And then there should be a three-hour reprieve where people talk about Manchester United and Villarreal and then right back to City and Chelsea. Yeah. Right? And you brought up COVID, and, and that's not the excuse because, like I said, my team was in the Champions League final two years ago. And I was sitting there. I mean, I was a nervous wreck because I was yeah, just like, But you were like, where's, my, where's the juice? Yeah, I was watching shit on YouTube, like, like literally like old chants and old highlights and stuff. Yeah. That was all I had. It's bizarre. Content from weeks before that. Yeah. And the um, only thing was the, the, the team's social feed. I'm sure Manchester City and Chelsea. Oh, they're going nuts. Teams. Yeah, they're all over. They're doing a great job. Yeah, like, how come I don't know whether Edward Mendy's going to play? They should be fucking round the clock on his fucking ribs. Yeah. 
right? right. If there's a player who's questionable for the Super Bowl, uh, 10 days out, right? Or Pat Mahomes when he was hurt. Yeah. Everybody's like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Now, granted, Edward Mendy is not Pat Mahomes, no. but he's not not, right? He's, <laughs> he's a very important player because, in fact, he actually might Well, the be... difference is, is that Kepa's a catastrophe. That's what I mean. He might actually be that important to Chelsea because the replacement is basically you in net. So, like... <laughs> well, I am losing weight, but not that fast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. All right, Mike. Wait, wait, no, no, we're not done yet. What is well? What is your prediction for the for this? I was just going to ask you. What are you going to do? What What's your plan? I'll I'll tell you my plan. Uh, I am first of all, I'm excited for the um, the promotion uh, final in earlier that day. Ten a.m. So that's going to be a good one. Um, So I'm looking forward to that going. Are you actually going to watch? Are you going to watch Swansea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to watch because a buddy of mine from here is from Wales, so I am I am up up the Swans. I'm rooting for him. Um, Tell him to stay away from the sheep and call him a sheep shagger because that is what the Welsh (laughs) are known for. And if you say Um, that your friend told you about uh, sheep shagging, he'll laugh. Yeah. Uh, No, I'm excited to watch that game. I'm excited to to hopefully watch City batter Chelsea. That's I mean that's kind of what I'm tuning in to hopefully see. Um, I very rarely am correct, so I will go for uh, a three nil Chelsea, wow. just smacking. I'm going three nil City. Uh, it, it'll be it'll be. I just want. Well, the, wait, I, let me I, tell you I, why. Because if they get the first one early, then the floodgates are opened, right? Because Chelsea has to come out of their shell, and I think they'll pick them apart at that point. They'll get the second one shortly after half, and that'll more or less kill the game off. And they'll get the third one just as the. The, the double tap right behind the head, you know? That's how I see uh, it. Yeah, I mean, I just want City to score early so I don't have to be fucking nervous. Oh, that's not going to happen. Well, just, even if, first of all, even if they score early, you're going to be shitting razor blades. No, 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 no. I want it to be a celebration, like a like a master class, like the 2011 final that when, when Barca just completely annihilated City, to, uh, annihilated United, to they were just like, wow. Rio Ferdinand just goes, I don't know what happened in that game. We couldn't get near them. I want it to be like that. I want Chelsea to go. We're we got we're outclassed, outgunned. Just we're done. We have nothing. <laughs> yeah. I want them. I want their hearts destroyed. But that can happen. The thing that's funny is that can happen in a two nil. So I'm gonna go with two nil. But City dominate. Like just they're just yeah. gone. They just erase. Okay. They just I think erase. we're saying a lot of the same things, which yeah. is we very rarely agree. Yeah. I I don't trust. I don't trust Chelsea to. Score score that's the thing right like they lost to porto how the fuck did that happen (laughs) right anyway oh mike i'm afraid and i will be rooting for brentford so my plan is i've got that early game then i'm gonna go to the local pub here where that's where basically there's a there's a soccer bar nearby i'm gonna do that because i'm not gonna watch the game alone then that evening is the first game of the USL season at home for the San Diego Loyal with their coach Landon Donovan. Oh boy. They wear orange. Uh, okay. I I'm not in love with this team. But Well, what happened I, to the other team? The San Diego the ASC, something or other? ASC San Diego. My guy Ziggy, he left the team. The guys aged out. I met that guy once. I know. They they weren't investing in the team. And like I was as as much as I was a season ticket holder, one of four, they didn't. They never checked in with me. They never didn't see how I was doing. They gave me nothing. 
They just kind of treated it like it's an extra thing. And I was the only guy who gave a shit about the fucking team, it seemed, except for, like, guys' girlfriends who played. So it kind of felt like – I felt like an idiot. So I got one great moment, which was away in South Central L.A. against a fucking gangster team the day after the 4th of July. And they're literally fucking – bottle rockets and gunshots going off during the game and a weird group of 12 brazilian ultras singing the whole time it went to penalties they went behind the gate dancing to try and disturb my team and we won on penalties it was i don't know it's the equivalent of like a uh league one away day it was incredible (laughs) right it it was like your intergame right at at the lowest level right yeah, yeah. I don't You're know if it's like zero, but yeah. No, no, but, but just like <laughs> the feeling of like, wow, that was fucking incredible. Yeah. How do I live that again? Oh, God. I've been chasing I mean, and, it since. The fear was important too because like being in South Central LA or like Vernon or whatever the fuck it is, it's fucking ill. Like I was like, holy shit, where am I yeah. going? And then it's like this little tiny high school that has a pitch like right inside the gates and then really vertical stands, which makes it really – so you're right – on top of the pitch. It was really good. <laughs> it's really, really good. That's cool. It was really good. So anyway, let's wrap it up. That was the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines. We do this Mondays and Thursdays throughout the season. We are very, very proud members of the Chop Network. And it's really, really our namesake. It is Squeaky Bum Time. <laughs>